0: Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. During our time together, we're going to hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to ask if you would kindly leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, so find me at Ainsley B on Instagram. All right, let's hop in. Hey guys, welcome back to Wild Confidence. I'm so pumped for today's guest because really we've just needed to hang out. So this is really my excuse to hang out with her. Amanda Carpenter is here today. She is a writer, speaker, and advocate. And if you don't follow her already, run, don't walk. So a little bit about her. She believes that there isn't a single person you would not love if you knew their story. And I just couldn't agree more She provides space and resources for inner healing and soul care. When you go to her website, it literally feels like you went to a spa for your soul (laughs) and mind. Um, Her first book is a 30-day devotional for women called Space. And her forthcoming book, Soul Care to Save Your Life, will release in 2021 this year. She lives in Chicago with her husband and their foster children. Amanda, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you?
1: Thank you so much for having me. That's the kindest intro ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you really, I literally like, I I mean, I follow you on Instagram, obviously, because um, actually because Annie Downs mentioned you and I both on a podcast with Jess Connolly. Did you listen to that? Yes, I do remember that. I think that
1: is how I followed you as well. I think we got connected because of mutual friends with Jess and Annie.
0: Yes. And I remember uh I went to your website, obviously, and like going to stalking mode and I was like, wait, I feel so refreshed. Even just even just going on your site. So I love what you do. I just love your mission and everything that you're doing. So Thank um, you. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thanks. I really appreciate that. And prior to me pressing record, we discovered we have another mutual friend in yes. the Jorgensen's.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. We we just know too many good people.
0: I know. What an incredible like obviously we're meant to be friends because we've we have such good company in our mutual friends.
1: Yes, clearly.
0: And if um, you're listening and you don't know who I'm talking about, then you need to go back and listen to John and Aaron Jorgensen's episode on uh, the first season of Wild Confidence for just some awesome nuggets of truth. And I had a lot of bonus content from them because they're just hilarious.
1: They're amazing.
0: <laughs> they are amazing. I just love that, uh, that you know them and that uh, we have such a, a nice – collection of amazing people around us.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's so important. I love the community that we found here in Chicago. So maybe you should
0: move to Chicago. Just saying. <laughs> I know we, we moved to Baton Rouge v- literally like a few months ago and Aaron was like, dang, uh, I thought y'all might move to Chicago. And I'm like, you know what? If it wasn't for the winter there, I'd totally be there.
1: Yeah. The winters are brutal. I will say I hate it. I mean, but how, I also how do you grew survive? up here. Yeah. Like I grew oh. up not in Chicago, but like in the Midwest, like totally used to this weather you survive mm. I, I don't even know how like a lot of <laughs> a lot of layers
0: <laughs> yeah and we lived in New York City before uh Houston and every time I'd look at the weather when it would be like unbearably cold for me I would look at Chicago's and it would be even worse and I'm like yep um how yeah
1: yeah it's are hard.
0: you superhuman
1: it's not my favorite thing about the city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's so beautiful. Um have you done I'm sure you have, but did you do the architecture tour?
1: I have. Yeah. Yeah, we've done a couple different like kayak tours throughout the city when we first moved. We did like all the touristy things. So,
0: yeah. It's so cool though. Like when you hear about an architecture tour, you're like, okay, that sounds like so lame. Like why do you want to hear about the buildings and stuff? But I I was like so entertained, so interested. And now I can tell you all about the buildings in Chicago because it was so interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. You'll have to come back now it. that we're friends.
0: Yes. No, I really will. I'm. We are just dying to go back there, so uh, we absolutely will. But um, I want to hop in because I cannot wait to hear just everything you have to share with us. Um, so my first intro question for you today is, can you share a time uh, in your life that you were maybe feeling really low as far as confidence goes or where you just feel like you totally lost your confidence?
1: Yeah. Oh, goodness. I have several that come to mind, but I'll share the most recent thing, which is, you know, I was supposed to have a book come out this month in February of 2021, and that isn't happening and just everything has changed. I. Mm-hmm. Was um, I was basically told back in oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the month. Uh, <laughs> it was August 2020. I got a call okay. from my literary agent, so I'm an author, I was on contract with Zondervan through HarperCollins. Wow. And um, we had just announced a few days prior we had announced the book Soul Care to Save Your Life and that it was releasing, it's going to be out in February, and um, we like, released it to be available for pre orders. So, very exciting. And yeah. it did really well. Like, it hit number one on Amazon. The team at Zonervan was emailing me, celebrating. So, I, I yeah. felt good. I thought everything's great. Well, long story short, I get a call from my agent and she's like, Hey, with COVID happening, I have some bad news. And I was like, Okay, what, you know, thinking, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting what she ended up telling me, which was your contract for your book has been canceled. and I was like Mm -mm. oh wait what like come again yeah it's but people are pre-ordering it and it's like doing really well and they're celebrating it what are you you talking about you know so yeah um kind of had to catch my breath and like listen to what she had to say and then I ended up communicating with some of the people at Zondervan directly as we navigated this whole situation and it was rough right it's a first world problem oh my book got canceled like I almost feel silly complaining about it but what I will say is this is something that I poured so much time and energy I mean and and at this point the book was completely done okay so here I have this finished project I'm really proud of yeah. it I'm, I believe in it I know it's gonna like change lives and yeah. I'm I'm being told like canceled like like you're we're done so I'm like okay. and it's
0: your I, livelihood it's part of your yes I mean really your work. Yeah. So that,
1: that was really rough. And I lost, I I would say I lost confidence and felt really defeated. Um, just walking through that, it was embarrassing. I wasn't Mm. expecting it even though I was promised over and over again, like this isn't personal, it has nothing to do with your writing or your content or your following or just any of those factors. Um, those are actually in your favor is what I was told. Um, it just boils down to this was like a decision made from the top down where they are cutting a bunch of their rookie authors for 2021 books. And yours happens to be one of them and, and don't take it personal. It's a financial reaction to COVID. And so even knowing all of that, still it's such a rejection and then you have to you know you kind of feel humil- humiliated because you have to go to your you know social media and your email newsletter and just where your audience is at yeah. and say hey if you pre-ordered you you can expect to receive an email saying like that that order has been canceled and here's kind of what's happening and I don't and in and, and at that moment in time I had no answers to give them about what would happen like if it would still come right. out or who it would still come out under or when and to be honest as we're sitting here recording this right now like We still don't have that completely fleshed out even still. So just that definitely uh, rocked me and uh, definitely made me feel suddenly like, I think it was like the rug was pulled out from under my feet. And I was like, wait, am am I still an author? Do I even like claim that part of my identity? And it was just weird. Yeah, super tough.
0: You know, I actually remember... Where I was whenever you announced that, wow, because it struck a chord with me because I um was about to sign a, a book deal, and the book deal got it was put on pause um, you know, due to covid, but they were like it's not it's not an if. it's just a win. and you know, we're just going to ride this out and then we'll be back on track. No big deal, whatever. But whenever I saw your post, I was like, oh boy, if this is happening to Amanda, it's for sure going to happen to me. Like I, I don't have a chance. And it, I mean, ended up being like, I, I don't even know, I, just kind of like where you are. It's still very in the air, still very, unknown. And I'm, I'm really just not, I'm just kind of moving on and coping through that. But I was really so thankful that you had shared as you did, you shared so openly and honestly, and in a way that as embarrassing as it probably felt on your end, as, as you were talking, uh, as you explained on my end, as a uh, consumer of your content and your audience member, Mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh, like I just felt for you, and I didn't feel like I don't know. I I was not in any way judging you or what was happening to you. I was just like, oh, I feel for her. Like, oh my gosh, I hate this for her. Like, yeah. so just as an as an audience member, that was my reaction. Is just my heart went out for you. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: And Thanks. I just remember
0: telling my husband like, oh no, <laughs> we got to buckle up because. If this is, you know, I'm definitely on a smaller scale than than you are. And I was like, oh no, this is probably gonna happen to me too. So um I just really appreciated how you approached that situation. And um yeah. So thanks from that, how did you find your confidence again? I mean, that's a blow to just all kinds of things like you were talking about. How'd you find it again?
1: Yeah. You know, I think whether it's this specific situation or other times in my life that honestly have actually been quite a bit larger of, uh, bumps in the road, we'll say I've Mm -hmm. always regained my footing and found my confidence, uh, through, through a variety of things. I'd say one, um, going back to my identity and recognizing and just being reminded, um, that, I am not the sum of my lowest lows. I am not a product mm. of my worst circumstances. Um, just really knowing like who I am, whose I am. I know those are very cliche things, but just uh, remembering and clinging to those truths is really important. I also really try to keep myself at all times, not just when I'm in a low place, but at all times surrounded by good community, which I know we referred to earlier, like you, mm-hmm. know, you and I having some really strong uh, mutual friends who are just really healthy leaders is what I would categorize them as. Yes. Um, So a lot of people in my life have different beliefs than me spiritually. So I won't label them all Christians because that would be inaccurate, but my goodness, I've got some really healthy leaders in my life. And when people can speak into you, I just feel like that's one way that God always speaks to me is through other people. And when they're in a healthy place and they have relational equity with me, you know? So, yeah. um, I would say that's one thing. Another way that I always tell people, whether you're at a low point with confidence or, um, or maybe you're not, but you just want to keep building confidence and learn to be create, uh, courageous. Something that yeah. really has helped me with that is being creative by in whatever capacity. So it doesn't, I don't mean like this, the traditional, traditional creative ways that you might be thinking of, but like just get as creative as viewing everything as an experiment. Put yourself out there. Um, Mm. I think that so much of this like is a muscle that we have to just use to strengthen. So for me, like doing the very thing that I'm afraid of, um, always ends up building my confidence, even if I fall flat on my face. And I actually become more prepared for what that might feel like to fall flat on my face and to be humiliated, to have something not work out. And then I can recover so much faster. So I I don't know if it has anything to do with being in Enneagram 8. I don't actually (laughs) sit and sulk in the embarrassment or humiliation of failure for very long at all. I'm kind of on to the next thing before I like even know it. Um, huh. but it really helps. So I just feel like I learned that under some really great leaders when I was working at my church in the past. Um, everything an experiment, you know. So it, it, this can be in our day to day lives. This could be in our in a very a vocation focused, career focused thing. But like even currently, like I am doing an experiment with social media. I'm not posting that I'm doing an experiment, but behind the scenes, what people don't know is I'm taking some risks. And I have some goals Mm -hmm. in mind. I have some objectives in mind and it could turn out really, really bad, but I have committed to seeing it through for three weeks, just three weeks of experimenting in this specific way. And in a weird way, no matter what the outcome is, it builds my confidence because I've, I've stayed true to a commitment to myself. And I'm mm. putting myself out there courageously and it's requiring, yeah, it's requiring that courage in me. I don't know. It's like, I think that's one of the only ways to really build our confidence is to be willing to be embarrassed, <laughs> honestly. <Yeah.
0: laughs> that's honestly so true. Yeah. It is so true. It's like, you know, a lot of people say, uh, don't care what people think. And I think what you just said is the key to doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, is
0: being willing to be embarrassed Yeah, is how is how you grow, the, is how you strengthen that muscle, right?
1: Yeah, because I look back at times in my life uh, circumstantially where I've gained a lot of confidence from something and it was a time where it was a high risk thing that ended mm. up working out in my favor. But that risk of falling on my face and being embarrassed was there. And without mm. those moments and those decisions in our life, I think we just kind of stay stagnant So if we want to increase our confidence, we have to be willing to put ourselves out there, to be judged by others, to maybe appear uh, weird. I don't know. It depends on what the situation is and what we're talking about specifically, right? But I think in doing so, it is a muscle. We flex it. We use it. It strengthens. And over time, we have the confidence to do it more and more and more. And then, yep, you fall on your face more and more and more. But at the same time, you also like you're doing it so much more. Get than back up. Yeah. You get back up and you get further and further and further and you just keep progressing.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, I love everything you're saying. And actually, you know what, who's coming to mind is a few girls that I've talked to lately who really feel called to move to a new city, mm. but it's like the fear is crippling. Yeah. And I feel like what you're saying is so for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I actually, I want to add that I also always ask myself this question. When fear starts to creep in, it's often because it's in my head and it's not actually real. Um, mm-hmm. And so one way that I deal with that is I will say to myself, okay, all right, I've had this anxiety looming in my head about maybe a situation like, let's use your example of your friends and the move. It's like, I want to move. I don't know. What's the right decision? Ah, what if all these bad things, right? We, we can always... Mm-hmm. So one, we need to get it like down on paper and like out of our head. And so I'll write out the worst possible outcome that could come. Mm. So like for 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 someone that might be leaving their job, for someone that might be moving to a new city, it might be stepping onto a stage and taking the risk of teaching at a church, or I don't know what it is, right? But Mm
0: -hmm.
1: by writing out the worst possible outcome, it's no longer this thought in your head, but it's like a real thing, and you're 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 facing it. You're kind of like taking it head on. And then I think so often for me at least, I realized that the worst possible outcome isn't even that bad. So like yeah. prime example, when my husband and I moved to Chicago, I remember we were like, oh, should we move to Chicago? Should we not? We were weighing our options, like going back and forth. And we were like, okay, well what's the worst thing that could happen? And we were like, we came to this realization, the very worst thing that could happen is we move, we hate it, we lose our jobs, we don't make any friends, it sucks, it's just so awful, uh we move home. We move back to where we were yeah. from. That's the worst possible outcome. Now that is coming from a very privileged place when I say that. So I want to acknowledge my privilege in that Mm -hmm. every, everybody's, you know, coming at these situations from a different perspective and a different place in their life and with different privileges. So, you know, maybe I guess to that point, like I knew, okay, we're not, it's the worst possible outcome is not that we're going to be living on the streets our family right. will take us in, we'll go home. Like that's the literal worst thing that could happen. And so when we can address our fear that way, I think it's so, so helpful. So don't leave it in your head, like get it out on paper, really get to the root of like, okay, what's the actual worst thing that could happen? And and then ask yourself if that's worth being afraid of, because it's usually not.
0: Yes. Ask yourself if that's worth being afraid of. That is like a golden nugget. Everyone write that down. <laughs> Ask yourself if it's worth being afraid of because you're so right. I mean, even when feeling like if someone's going through an anxiety attack or something like that, I always kind of take them through and then what? So, okay, I'm feeling this. Okay, because this might happen and, happen. and then what would happen? And then what would happen? And then what would happen? And taking them through all the way to the end, coming to the realization that it's it's not as bad as it seems.
1: Yep. Yeah. So exactly
0: what you're talking about and just kind of taking people through that entire thought process. Um, So I absolutely love that you're saying that. Hey, real quick. I want to take a quick second to tell you how much I love my FabFitFun box and I want you to get $10 off of your first box. I truly love these products and some of them have become staples in my hair and makeup routine. I'm telling you. Head to the link in my Instagram bio for that $10 off affiliate link. Okay, let's hop back into the conversation. Now, there's tools, you know, that I feel like we can use to stay confident too. Whenever you're, let's say you're in, let's say you bite the bullet, you're in the midst of that move, you're like, let's go. And then you have those second guessing thoughts or maybe you're writing or doing that creative outlet, whatever that looks like for you. And you just have these, like you're second guessing yourself. What are some tools that you might have to share to help someone stay confident? Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll go back to one of the points that I kind of said earlier, which is having really um, solid people in your life and in your community because they can Mm -hmm. speak into you. So when you're down, like I actually have a handful of people that I cannot feel, I don't feel weird going to them and saying, Hey, I am like crippled by self-doubt. I feel like I have imposter syndrome. I need you to speak into my gifts and they'll do that. And so I would say, find those people that when you're at a place where you don't, you know, feel confident and you're struggling or you're having, yeah, imposter syndrome or just self-doubt struggles that can speak into that. It it really helps. Um, I would also say, and this is like a terrible answer because I feel like it's the thing no one wants to hear, but keep going, like keep putting one foot in front of the other, because that I think it's why so many people don't finish things that they start. So I'm now kind of speaking specifically to the creative process here. Yeah you you just have to keep putting one foot from front of the other. And if you make a big mess, that's okay. Like if it turns out to be total crap, that's okay. Um, but it will build confidence, like being able to like see something to completion. Um, and so setting up accountability or whatever it is you need to do to track progress, but even just to say like, I'm finishing this no matter what, like it might be a disaster. It might not turn out great, but I'm going to see this through. That's been like hugely helpful for me. Um, mm-hmm. Goodness. I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. I also think, you know, just really, and I say this, I, I mean this with humility. Um, I don't mean this in a prideful way, but speaking affirmations over yourself and remembering who you are and your God-given gifts and like not allowing sometimes for me, it's maybe it's, I still stand by what I just said, but I will also add this. Sometimes we have to remove things from our life. We don't need to do more or change what we're doing, but we need to remove some things from our life because the enemy is using them to steal our confidence. So that could be people pay attention to how you feel when you spend time with certain people that could be social media and who you follow and comparison, maybe, you know, and that's, and I will say like, I always take ownership. That's on me. That's not on the person. Like no one makes me feel anything. I make myself like I, it's up to me to own that and to deal with it appropriately. And so also paying attention to those things, because perhaps you're doing all the right things and you would have confidence if only you removed some of the barriers that are kind of blocking that.
0: Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And as you're talking about, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit to that, community because, you know, we're talking about finding good community and also recognizing whenever you're not in the greatest company and kind of adjusting and removing those people from your life. But i I have a feeling someone's going to think to themselves, but how do I find that community? Yep. So how would you recommend that?
1: Yeah. I think the first thing is to ask yourself if you are spending time in the places where the people you want to meet are spending time. So you're not going to meet, I always tell my single friends this too, like you're not going to meet the guy that you're describing. If you keep living and spending your time in the places and the ways that you currently are. So you got to put yourself in the position to meet the right people. Um, And sometimes that's going to require some lifestyle changes on your part. Sometimes that's just going to be like putting yourself out there. Maybe you need to like try a workout class or I don't know what it is. Right. But like, yeah, you can't just hibernate and then expect to meet people like you have to get out there. Um, and, and I know that's hard for everyone. So I don't say that assuming everyone's like me and just is willing to just go. I I mean, I'll talk to anyone I'll I'll talk to a rock. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty (laughs) willing to be out there, but, um, but truly like, are you being the person? And when I say being the person, I mean, living the way that would attract the people you want in your life. Because if not, then you're not going to attract those, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's it sounds simple, but I think it's a little more complex than I just made it sound. Um, so that's the first thing is like, you need to look at your own life and analyze and really reflect and say, Hey, am I even, you know, if I'm out partying or I'm at the bars all the time, like I'm not even like condemning that in any way, but just, am I going to meet the quality of people that I'm trying to surround myself with? I don't know. Exactly. I, I don't know who's to say, I mean, I've met really great people at a bar, but I'm, I'm just putting it out there for food for thought. Um, exactly. That's, that's the first thing I would say the other is don't wait for your current friends to be the, you know, these type of people in your life, like start being that for them and you'll rub off and, and like, you know, maybe they, maybe you wish that your friends and the community that you already have in your life was more intentional. Well, why don't you step it up and be more intentional? Take the lead in that area. Say, hey, when we hang out, like the four of us, let's, I I have some questions I'm going to bring to the table. I'd love for us to like go around instead of just kind of like shooting the crap, you know, I don't know if you cuss on this podcast, I'm trying to watch my language. Well, you can.
0: Yes, absolutely. like, you know, instead of,
1: (laughs) instead of just, um instead of just having surfacey talk or small talk, maybe you want to take it up a notch and be intentional with your friends. Or maybe you say, Hey, let's sign up for that book club where this girl is going to lead us through a book for four weeks. Do you guys want to do that with me? You know, somebody has to take the lead sometimes. So you don't even need to necessarily find all new friends. Sometimes you just need to take the lead in your own friend group.
0: Yes. I love that you're saying that. And the, the phrase that keeps coming to my mind as you're talking and as you're Um, honestly, challenging and charging is do it scared. Who says that? Someone says that.
1: I mean, everyone nowadays. So I don't know who originally said it, but yeah, totally. That's, I, I think it's so, I mean, it wouldn't be a popular saying among really successful, influential people if there wasn't some truth behind it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That like someone needs to hear do it scared like that's listening right now. Like you need to hear, do it scared, whatever that looks like, just stepping out of your comfort zone. I, and and you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, every time I've stepped out of my comfort zone, it's increased my faith because that's whenever the Lord has shown up in a way that I never even knew possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you step out of your comfort zone, you do it scared, you try something that you have to depend on the Lord for. Yep. You have an, increase of faith. Cause you're like, Oh, I didn't realize he would come through in this area. And he's like, yeah, watch me. Yeah,
1: you know? totally. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that really strongly in my role as a foster parent. So my husband, and I've been fostering for over three years and the, I mean, just, we are not, I always tell people like we are not special. We are not, you know, cause people will be like, Oh, you're a saint. I could never do that. Or all these just People say a lot of funny things, and I'm just like, oh, if only you knew. I am very ordinary. <laughs> I am just like you, and you can do this too. Um, but it, is, it has been in that role specifically that I have felt the least qualified and the most like just ill-equipped mm-hmm. and like, who am I to be doing this? And yet God like shows up. And not only that, but you said it really well just a minute ago. It is, it's been the space of my life where I've needed to rely on God the most. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's been this really beautiful thing where I've stepped out in faith and boy, it has not been like sunshine and rainbows. It's been really, really hard and I've needed God more. um, And I've just come before him, like literally on my knees by my bed being like, Mm. I can't do this anymore. I am at rock bottom. You're going to have to provide some supernatural strength in this time. And and somehow it always does happen. And so, yeah, strengthen my faith for sure.
0: Yeah. And you know what's uh, even more interesting as you're talking about falling down on your face and needing supernatural strength is you said you're an eight on the Enneagram, right? Yes. First of all, this is hilarious because I – have never interviewed so many eights in my life until season two of Wild Confidence. So for some reason, everyone needs this like eight energy and I'm here for it. But second, the eight has the most energy of all of the types. Mm -hmm. So for you to be an eight and to have this energy run out and need that supernatural is actually like incredible and speaks to the volume of how desperate we need the Lord yeah and speaks to the, the magnitude of like how much he can come through whenever one of the strongest personalities, you know, with the most energy is falling on their face and the lord showing up and replenishing you. Yes and amen. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, yeah, one of my biggest yeah. like risk factors that we've identified as uh just who I am including the fact that I'm a type enneagram 8 um is self-reliance. And mm-hmm. I that is like the thing that I'm often praised for and yet it is my biggest downfall. It is it is the the point at which I come crashing down, you know, when I rely on myself more than Jesus. And so I'm continually reminded of that in
0: and hum- <laughs> and humbled um as I yeah.
1: so yes, it's a very real thing.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I was asking um someone this recently and so I just kind of wanted to get your I guess input on it too, but how does the Lord specifically communicate with you? Because I know it's different for every person. So, what does that look like in your life? Yeah.
1: I rarely hear some type of audible voice. Um, that's, that's not been how I hear God. Um, there's been one time where I felt like I truly did hear something and that word turned into my devotional space. So that was really crazy. Um, oh, I, wow. I've literally been like, Hey God, can you do that again? Cause that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's never happened. Uh, since, but that was really cool. I, I usually feel like for me, my communication with God is totally through the Holy spirit, which I believe is part of my intuition. I believe the Holy spirit, it speaks to me through my gut um Mm. i believe it comes through other people um particularly what i'll say is you have to be really really careful when someone says oh i i heard this from god or i i feel like i need to tell you this and it's from god i'm really cautious with that um Mm -hmm. But what I will say is when I had recently even, um, so I'm pregnant and I had three different people in my life who have relational equity with me. I think I mentioned that Mm -hmm. before. So for people that don't know relational equity, it's like there is true time and energy and just realness invested in this relationship. It's not just like an internet friend, no offense. those, Those are real, but like there's not the same level of equity there. Yeah, um, absolutely. And these are healthy people in my life that I see as almost like mentors. And three of them, they don't even talk to each other. They don't even really know each other, but they all, I'm kind of a common factor, right? They all meet mm-hmm. with me within the same week. Amanda, I feel like you need to be gentle with yourself. Um, And it was specific, specific around my pregnancy. And for me, that's when my like kind of radar goes off when it's, when it's three, especially, and I don't know why the number three, but if it's multiple people like that within a short time span, kind of saying the same word to me, to me, that's like, okay, maybe that's God through these people. Cause it's a message I clearly need to hear loudly and, uh, and that they're seeing this, this need for me to hear this word. So through people, it can be through, I've, I've felt like the Lord has changed my life a lot through books. I won't necessarily say he's spoken to me directly through books, but just, um, the words of others. I really think that there is so much beauty in that. And then just getting back to the root of scripture too. Um, I have my own qualms with the Bible. I've been very honest in public about those. However, I still find so much value in it. And reading um, about the life of Jesus, not only does it inspire me with the way I want to live my life and give me um, such radical uh, structure to follow, but in addition, Mm -hmm. I think it's where God speaks to me and I start to feel really convicted and challenged and also really
0: loved. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Challenged and loved all at once. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So I'm thinking of like younger (laughs) Manda as she, because right now she's shedding all kinds of light on all kinds of truths. Like, but I'm thinking of her like prior to all of these lessons. Yeah. Like what would you, what like piece of advice or encouragement would you give to your specific younger self, like less confident younger self?
1: Yeah, this is so good. I would absolutely tell younger Amanda to find a mirror holder fast. Here's what mm. I mean by that. Um, I did not have anyone in my life holding up a mirror for me so that I got a true no. reflection of who I was, how I was behaving, um, which is always a reflection of what's going on inside. Uh, so it's not the focus isn't on the behavior, but truly it was a reflection of of what was going on internally. And that is one of the biggest growth points for me now is I keep mirror holders in my life. um, People who, like I said, not only can speak into me in positive ways, but can also give me feedback. Sometimes that feedback is really hard to hear, but it's important. Um, It's honestly what keeps me from being stagnant and continuing to grow and evolve and become more like Jesus ultimately. And so that's what I would say. That is like been so pivotal um so crucial so for my younger self if she had had a mirror holder i might not have made some of the mistakes that i made i might have been able yeah. to see that like i wasn't all that i thought i was like yeah. there was <laughs> and at the same time that i also wasn't nearly as bad as I thought I was, you know, that yeah, I could have had wow. somebody holding up a mirror to say, you're good because you have the goodness of God in you. And like to really yes. like hammer that in probably would have changed the way that I lived my life because for so many years, my younger self was just trying to control circumstances, people around me. Um, and, and a lot of times in an effort to be worthy. Um, That, that was definitely yeah. a factor. So there, there's so much to it. Um, This is such a layered topic, but what I would say is find a mirror holder. That was, yeah, that was what younger Manna needed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to see, to, for someone to reflect the good and the honest. Mm-hmm. And the bad, and all the good, bad, ugly, honest, beautiful, wonderful, man, that's so good.
1: I always say, self love without self awareness is destructive and delusional. Um, I, yes. I really believe that. Like we have such a like love yourself culture, and that's not all bad, but without mm-hmm. self awareness, that other piece. It's destructive and delusional. It's actually not helpful. Um, it can be yeah. even more harmful. So we need both. We need the self-love and the self-awareness. And we get that most of the time through mirror holders. And Jesus yes. is the ultimate mirror holder. So paying yeah. to scripture is huge. But in addition, like, I really believe that God gives us other people as a gift.
0: Man, you, I'm like, I'm shook. Right now, I got to be honest, the self-love without the self-awareness being destructive, like that is so true. I mean, as I do my work, it's so focused on self-awareness because I'm, I mean, I just feel like that's the first step before self-love. Like in my head, you can't get to self-love before self-awareness. But as you're talking about this, I'm zooming out into our society And that's not always the case. Yeah. A lot of people skip the self-awareness part, go straight to the self-love part. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, I forgot that people can do it and skip self-awareness altogether.
1: Yeah. Or at least try to, you know, some, some try to, and, and, Uh, and a lot of times it's, it's unknowingly, right? Like they they don't even realize it, but that's why it's so important that we have both. It's like a puzzle, both pieces to complete that, you know?
0: Yeah, that's so good. Wow. I love that. (laughs) So in in everything that you do, you're pouring out, you're pouring out, you are sharing your world with your audience. And um, I'm just honored to be a part of that. And I love learning from you. So how can we pray for you? I mean, I know that pouring out is a lot. And the best thing, in my opinion, that our community can do is just pour back in through prayer. So Mm -hmm. what specifically can we pray for you?
1: Yeah. Thanks for asking that. That's such an intentional and beautiful question and I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think just continuing, uh, to pray that people, whether it's me specific or anybody that you find to be a leader in your life or someone who is pouring out a lot, um, just praying that they continue to, um, spend time privately with God before they're posting about it publicly or that they, that, that really the private life matches the public life. I, I, so I, so I'll sum it up with the word integrity. Um, Mm -hmm. because as much as I want to sit here and be like, yeah, I have so much integrity and I I do. And I try to live my life with, with integrity. It is Mm -hmm. a, we are all, I think it was Lisa Whittle that said this. So hopefully if, it is her, I'm quoting her correctly, but I think it was how, I think the way she said it was, we're all just one fall, one step away from a fall. And she was referring to a lot of public Christian leaders that have these, um, big moral things that come out or character issues. And suddenly like this person that we all maybe held on a pedestal, uh, yeah. is under scrutiny for something. And we're all, none of us are above that. And yeah. so my constant prayer and something that's very, very important to me is that my character will always be able to sustain whatever platform God gives me. And so the prayer is for mm-hmm. integrity. Um, yeah, that That is what matters. And motives, you know, intentions. I think it all is encompassed with the word integrity. So please pray for my integrity.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I love that that can be a prayer for you as well as anyone with a platform. Yeah. I mean, literally anyone. I'll echo that for myself. If anyone feels like uh, throwing some prayers for, for me on that too, yeah. <laughs> pray for both of us. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. There's no one that's exempt, but I do think, especially when you're in a space of leading others, you know, yeah. like who are we to lead others until we're leading ourselves? And yes, if we're not doing that, we're we're neglecting that. It, we're we're just we really have no business. But I'll just say we're we're one step away from a fall.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, I feel like I could run a marathon right now. Like I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm <Yay>. like <laughs> I'm ready to go. Like so excited to just continue following you and hanging out with you and our friends can keep up with you on Instagram at mandacarpenter and mandacarpenter.com. Is there anywhere else that they should find you?
1: I mean, I think one of my readers favorite things are my email newsletter. So if you go to my site, it'll prompt you to put your email address in. If you're into getting emails, I do not send spam. I don't send things just to fill a quota. I genuinely, uh, pour a lot into those emails and really enjoy doing it. So I think if you're into that sort of thing, that's one other way you can hear from me consistently. And, um, I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for hanging out today.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a joy.
0: Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you, so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at B, and my website is ainsleybritain.com. See y'all later.